Hi, I'm Bonnie. Welcome to our podcast, where uh, along with my hosts, Elizabeth and Christina, we explore the joys and challenges of homeschooling and of family life. An awareness of, of beauty and an appreciation for art in all its forms has been an important aspect of our home education. As you know, the last few episodes, we've talked a lot about, about beauty and art. Years ago, I discovered Catholic heritage curricula and was first introduced to their art appreciation resources for young kids. They have an art masterpieces series. A desire for a deeper understanding of art led us to CHC's program Ever Ancient Ever New. This program is in two parts. Part one of Ever Ancient Ever New guides us from ancient art forms to the art of the Renaissance. Part two leads us from the art of the high Renaissance through to the modern era. What really drew us to this program was the art appreciation aspect of it and the history aspect of it with a distinctly Catholic perspective. But the program also presents art theory and opportunity for practice with a companion art pad that comes along with it. They give the children projects that they can work on to practice some of the art skills inherent in the program. CHC materials are always steeped in beauty and this program is visually delightful. For us, it helped us cultivate a sensitivity for beauty and gave us a solid foundation in the eras of art and the character that define them. The lives of artists and cultural influences that affected art are explored in the context of each chapter. One of the really awesome parts of Ever Ancient Ever New is that it can be used independently from children about, they recommend about grade five and up, or it can be read together as a family. As something we've really valued in our family, this program makes art appreciation something that parents can share with their children without being overwhelmed by the idea of introducing art. Beautiful, it's simple, it's engaging. I will put a link to the program in the show notes. Have a look. And you can also enjoy all of CHC's art programs that they offer for younger kids as well. I am grateful for CHC's support of this podcast. Thank you. afternoon. Good evening here for me. Oh yeah, evening for you. <laughs> I forget about that. Yes, we are seeing signs of spring around here. I don't know if you are, but... Nope, it's nope. no day. <laughs> it's thick of winter. Okay. Yeah, we got our bulbs coming up and stuff like that. So oh. happy about that. But I know there are many places in North America where winter is, is they're still in the grips. So yeah, well, we did see robins the other morning. Oh, so that's a good sign. That's a very good sign. Corner, so my son and I were excited. Okay, so we had some questions come in uh, that I think we should probably jump yes. into. So yeah, let's go. Let's Do you mind if I start with the one that I had already? No, started? go for it. Yeah, yeah. We sort of talked about that in our last episode, I think, briefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I had um, happened upon a, I think it was another, maybe it was a U- homeschooling YouTube video. And this mom was talking about when she starts with writing lessons with her kids. And she was saying she doesn't really even worry about it until like seventh, eighth grade. You know, I've been trying to work on, um, we use something called intermediate language lessons. I think I've talked about that before. And so they have writing prompts or um, outlines and letter writing and all this kind of stuff. So we've we've dabbled in it. I'm afraid to push my kids too hard. And so I'd love to hear your, your perspective on when to start with writing um, is, it, I mean, I, I suppose with dictation, you could probably dictate 
like an outline and teach in that way without actually. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Just some initial thoughts on it is first of all, that if a child is 10 years old and chomping at the bit to, to write a paragraph, yeah, teach them how to write a paragraph for sure. You know, most kids are not that keen to sit down and do sort of independent writing. Not that they're not keen, but they're just very few kids basically say, you know, sort of begging you, please let me help me write a paragraph. So it's something that I've definitely waited as well, like 12, 13, 14. I've always spent a couple of years just writing a paragraph because once you know how to pump out a paragraph, really solid paragraph, uh, and that's easy for you, then writing an essay is a much easier process because you don't have to be fussing and fuming about what what to put in your paragraph, that a paragraph is a really, really solid, solid building block to an essay. And so that's where I've started. And of course, we have used IEW, Institute for Excellence in Writing. I would, you know, encourage people to just, just start with a paragraph, even though the, the uh, actual program itself takes you a lot further than that. Just do the paragraph mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Basically, every week we would do a paragraph uh, and I would usually overlap, overlap that with dictation for a year or two. If you can't write a paragraph easily, then writing an essay is going to be really hard. So whatever program you use, I would say just stick with the paragraph for as long as you need to. And when that becomes easy, that that's not a big deal, then don't worry about it. For for us, I broke for our family, I broke it down into sort of three parts that mm-hmm. IEW would would use, and probably other programs would use a similar you know similar. Uh, breakdown of how you do this. So basically you're working from a model. If you're doing dictation with your kids, then that becomes a um, an easy introduction into writing. So we take this paragraph that's a model, any paragraph, use something that you know they really love or use something, a fable or uh, use the, something from their science book. Choose a paragraph. First of all, write down uh, a keyword outline, right? So each sentence is broken down into three keywords so you have the basic idea of the sentence before you start. So maybe there's 10 sentences in the paragraph or seven sentences in the paragraph, so you number your page one to seven. Write down and, and just do it verbally first. What are the keywords that would help to remind you what this sentence is about? Now say the sentence back to me that includes the ideas from those keywords. You know, I was running down the road and I saw a man running road man or running road saw road saw man you know there's different options you could choose but that's certainly a a good place to start just to verbally sort of having a conversation really about these keywords and what they mean so I would do a keyword outline one day five minutes I would write the basic sentences from the keyword outlines outline the next day then we would do the dress ups on the third day so each week we could very easily produce a paragraph and so that was an an easy way to do writing you know five to ten minutes a day and at the end of it you have a really you know well-written paragraph and with IEW Mm -hmm. you introduce dress ups so you start with two or three dress ups and then you move into uh, sort of more complex dress ups as they you know once they master those so we're working towards mastery you could work on the keyword outline as long as necessary until they had mastered it. Most kids get that after the first time or two of doing it, right? And then with the dress-ups, you work on mastery. You don't introduce more until they've mastered choosing a really good quality adjective. And that's, you know, one of our one of the options that we would practice. So, you know, you get out your thesaurus and you practice picking out a really good adjective. If that's in the context of writing, if that's just too difficult, then you just do a few days or a few weeks or however long of just, okay, here's the word walk. What are some better words than walk? Let's look it up. 
Can you think of any in your brain? Can you think of any really good words for walk? So they get the idea of substituting, you know, a stronger verb for a more common verb or a strong, a better adjective, a better quality adjective for a modify a noun, right? You know, that, that, okay, what kind of bird was it? You know, how would we describe the bird? How would we describe the dog? You know, we can break writing down to those really clear components and just spend a couple of years working on the paragraph. Your son, probably next year or so, he's at a good age to start that. He might even want to start it now. And you can start it like a game. This was also when I started doing co-ops because I thought it was just way more fun to learn how to write a paragraph in the context of a co-op because it's just sort of fun supportive environment to to learn that. And the other part that, you know, Andrew Pudua from IEW would say all the time is give them as much help as necessary. If the thing about writing is actually holding the pen, so I can't think of anything, I can't do, I don't know how to write. If it's holding the pen, write it out for them. You know, say they want to write a story. If you say, hey, I could write it for you. If you want me to type it out or, or write it out by hand, I'd be happy to do that for you. Because for most kids, when they're young, they, they like the idea of writing a story, but the idea of actually writing it down is oppressive. So let's, you know, take as much of the, the stress out of that as we can. Right. So is that, is that helpful? Yeah. 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 So you're saying that you would start mm-hmm. just learning paragraph writing in those yeah, upper middle yeah, for sure. Grades. And you know, there are okay. the things that they need okay. to know the technical aspect of aspect of writing, they're really learning through dictation, they're learning the parts of speech, they're learning mm-hmm. the punctuation, they're learning when to capitalize, they're learning all of that through dictation. When they go to actually do writing, then we can say, oh, yeah, remember how at the beginning of a sentence we capitalize, like you learned in dictation, you know, and it's the end of a sentence. So do you remember what to do? Right. Okay, then we put a period there. We don't need to, uh, each each paragraph you write doesn't need to be a test, right? <laughs> in the same way that each dictation passage isn't a test, right? We just can walk beside them and teach them as we go. So definitely we, okay. we don't need to rush into writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I felt kind of successful the other day because there was a writing prompt where my son had to write, he had to describe his view from an airship, which we looked up, it's a Zeppelin. He had to describe what he was seeing based on like a a geographic region that we talked about. And he did not want to do it. He fought me. I, I didn't. When I say he fought me, I meant he grumbled and griped and, you know, I was like, okay, well, but I'd like you to do this and stuff. And he sat down and then he looked at me and he goes, can I do a description of Middle Earth? And I said, yep, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you because we can get hung up on the topics, right? It doesn't matter. You're teaching them to write. So it doesn't matter. Right. And so, and then I told him, I said, I cannot wait to read it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was a little minor win. So yeah, that's great. Good for you. Yeah. And and it's just sort of indicates that you're just relaxed about this, right? You know, we can just, we can just be relaxed about it. And 
you know, and I would certainly say whenever if a kid is ever expressing that they want to write their own story or they want to write their own paragraph or whatever, you know, we should always capitalize on that. Okay, what would you like to do? Would you like to start off just writing something right out of your brain? And then we can talk about it and talk about the structure of it. Or, you know, what would you like to do? And, and I wouldn't belabor that if they're 10 years old, and they want to write a paragraph. If the paragraph isn't sort of a, a perfectly set up paragraph, or even perfectly spelled for that matter, I wouldn't belabor that, right? Because what happens when kids do dictation, they recognize that things have a correct spelling and yeah. correct uh, punctuation, a correct structure. If they get, now sometimes a kid will want you to like, okay, make sure it's all right. I want you to make sure it's all right. Okay, great. Let's go through yeah. this and see, you know, if they, we need to correct any spelling or, or whatever, when we type it out, we can do that. But if they get wiggy about that, then I think it's important to back off and just, you know, know that trust in the process that through the process of dictation, they're going to, to then start asking, okay, what do I, how do I do this correct? So again, when we go to write paragraphs, if they misspell a word, be careful not to micromanage. When we get to the good copy, then we can say, okay, there's a couple of words here that, that I want you to check the spelling on, but we shouldn't micromanage the process because the process of writing is a brain process. And it's very different than punctuating or capitalizing or spelling for that matter. Now, all those things have to come together at some point, but we can kind of respect the process, the creative process of writing. One thought that I, I did have is sometimes I just feel like I want to expose my kids to things like in little ways, you know, like the writing prompt idea where it's, I think he wrote like two or three sentences, you know, to describe, you know, it wasn't some grand thing, but it was, you know, just kind of the idea of a, a question's been asked and it's now your turn to come up with the descriptive answer and write it. Maybe I'm overthinking of it. You know, I, I feel like still even five years into homeschooling, I still have my entire, you know, education in, you know, the brick and mortar schools behind me telling me I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to be gentle with ourselves, right? That it just takes time for us to, you know, really we're de-schooling. Most, most uh, adults have to kind of de-school themselves before they get to some sort of comfort level with not thinking about it anymore, right? right? Yeah. Um, well, do you have anything else you'd like to say about writing or do you want me to? No, I think we've, we did a... Um, I think we did a podcast episode way back when on I'm writing. sure we did. <laughs> so I will um in, will include that in the show okay. notes and uh, that way if people want sort of a um a bigger picture as opposed to sort of the kind of more uh, defined question is you know when when should I start do I need to start early do I need to start late that's a that's a really good question because I think a lot of people have that you know when what's the right time the right mm -hmm. time is sometime in the future <laughs> But also yeah, capitalizing on, right. on children's interests, right? That's those two things are important because yeah. some and some kids are ever never going to have the interest, and yet writing is an important skill. Right, right. Well, and, and it's still um, something you said a while back sticks in my head. Where it's if you don't teach it to them right now, the older they get, the quicker they're going to pick up on it. So yeah. you may not have them write anything for the first eight years and then ninth grade hits and you spend a month working on it and they got it, mm -hmm. you know, they know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, ha that causes me great comfort, but then you do have the, um, at least here in the States, there's a few States with strict homeschooling laws, you know, right. and 
And so for those parents, I'm sure it's a little different. They can't necessarily wait because they mm-hmm. have to have proof that they're doing, you know, so yeah, I don't know. exactly. Well, and it, it really sort of highlights the idea of sort of building foundation, right? Because say, for example, going back to that idea that you were just talking about, that we, if we wait, the child is more ready, the brain is more ready for for certain things, right? So it's more ready because it's more mature, but it also might be more ready, say, for example, you're doing long division. It's more ready because it understands numbers better and is more fluid in dealing with numbers. And it has a, the brain has a, a greater foundation in adding and subtracting really quickly and understanding sequence and understanding order and understanding parts of Mm -hmm. things, understanding that things can be divided into parts. And so all of that collective knowledge that we have worked on in more elementary ways serves us well because it's easy for us as opposed to uh, we're still struggling with those things and now we're trying to do something mm-hmm. even harder. The same with with uh, language. If language is very, if we're very comfortable with language, very comfortable with words and, and right. spelling and how words work and how words go together and reading is very fluent, then uh, the idea of then writing is going to be easier. If we even if, you know, for those people who are struggling with that particular scenario where they have maybe tighter laws that they're dealing with, you know, how what are you doing for language arts? We need to see what you're doing. If you're showing that, OK, I'm, we haven't addressed independent writing yet, but we are working on the foundations of writing because that's what this child needs. That's going to be OK. Right. I mean, the school system has at least progressed to the point where working on um where a child is at has become more important than it was back in the day, sort of rather than dragging us through the school system, regardless of whether we were ready to learn a new skill or not. Right. Right. Um, It's interesting because both of my sons, so um, eight and a half and 11 are in the same um, like level in math right now. My oldest can't stand math. He's, he's always struggled with it his brother has always done really well with math. Um, And now that they're in the same level, it's almost uh, like a reverse is happening. And so I'm wondering if it's because my oldest, it's just those chemicals in his brain are kind of shifting. And so now it's maybe he's focusing better or I don't know, but it's interesting to me because he always dreads when I say math time, but he gets, almost none incorrect. And I don't have them do like tons of fact sheets or worksheets. Usually what I do is we do the lesson and then I'll assign 10 to 12 problems. Some of them are, you know, from right. way back just to kind of keep it in the memory. And then others are building right. on what we just yeah. learned and you know that that's it. And he always does so well. That's and then awesome. my younger son always has just tiny little mistakes, you know, where it's like he put two times three is five instead of two times, you know, like things like that. Um, right. So it's just interesting to see how two kids are taking the same. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's so cool. And there's no, no two are alike. Like it wouldn't it be nice if we learned something with the first one that would be helpful with all the rest, but you know, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> So just prepare yourself for the fact that if only I could have taken everything I learned from this kid and have applied it to the next one, it just doesn't seem to work that way. Right. I know. I know. 
Could you maybe talk a little bit about the process of writing from the Institute that you had mentioned earlier in the episode? Sure. Institute for Excellence in Writing has been around for a really long time. The process, I, I really, really appreciate the process that they uh, they use for writing. Now, when you buy the program, there's like three different levels of their program. But essentially, each level is doing the same thing, but they're taking the writing process a lot further, right? The further, you know, if you're looking, I can't remember how the levels are split up, but I think they're sort of A, B, and C. If your kids are, you know, if you have a range, age range of kids, you could do A and then, you know, 10 years down the road, buy C or buy B or whatever. Uh, you might find that by that time, you don't actually need the next level. You could just kind of capitalize yourself on what the, you know, furthering the writing process, because you're really, in a sense, training yourself as a mom to teach writing right? That's kind of how the program is set up. So I'll sort of explain how I learned it because it used to be before the program was um, a video product, Andrew Pudua and other people that worked with him would go into communities and you would hire them and they would come into your community and they would teach writing uh, in this very particular way that I found incredibly helpful. So the parent was required to be there with the student, okay? And again, he broke it up into sort of age groups. So he would say, maybe it was grade four, five, six for the first age group, and then seven, eight, nine, and then high school. I don't remember exactly the, the splitting up of the age group. And it wasn't hard and fast. Basically, he was saying if somebody's really keen to learn to write, or if they, you know, don't have a problem writing out words for themselves, they, they generally enjoy it. Now, Andrew Puda was very funny. So the program is funny, and the kids enjoy watching it. And he's, you know, sort of has, he has a lot of fun with the kids, and he's doing it with an audience, okay? So he's got a live audience he's working with, and, and he's really interested interacting uh, with the kids. So, so just watching the videos, sometimes even not even doing the program, if you as the mom wanted to get together with your own kids or a group of kids and just watch the videos to get an idea of how it all rolls out before you ever write, that you could just watch him and, and it's sort of sinking in, right? But I find he's very engaging and really draws the kids out. Essentially what it is, is they, I sort of gave you a little snapshot of it, but essentially that that writing is learned by using a model. So you take a model paragraph or a model fairy tale or a model fable, uh, and in the program itself, they will provide you with those things, right? So say sort of a simply written fable that you can use as, a, as your model. So using the model means you already have something written out and the child is learning to write by using this model. The way the model works is that, is that you read it together and then you say, okay, uh, there's X amount of sentences in this model, and they'll even have pages that you can print out that have a page to write down your keyword outline on. Okay, well, let's do it verbally. Let's find out. Let's do it together verbally. How do we determine what the keywords are in this model? Because we're going to rewrite this paragraph or this fable in our own words. Maybe there's eight sentences. So you write one to eight down the side of your page. Okay, the first sentence, do it verbally. Uh, once upon a time, there was... Uh, a young girl who wore a red riding cape, right? So what are the, what are the um, key words here? Girl, red, cape. Maybe that's what they choose. Now, there's not really a wrong, a right or wrong answer here, but if they pick a, of, and then, they're not going to have any idea what, <laughs> you know, what the, the, uh, the uh, keywords, what the sentence was about. Those are poor keywords. So you might have to coach, you might have to coach them. And he coaches them in the course. That's what he's doing. 
so then you take do the next sentence verbally. So he's doing this verbally as part of the program, right? He's doing this verbally. So you say, um, okay, the next sentence is the girl decided that she wanted to go visit her granny who lived in the woods. So visit granny woods or some, you know, some words like that, that would help indicate the sentence. So you go through that and you do it verbally and then you say, okay, let's write it down now. Okay. Let's write it down. We've got this paper and it's got the words on, uh, it's got the um, numbers on it. So let's write, do the whole story. Maybe you move on to a new story. Maybe use the same story. Let's write down the keywords so that we can come back to it and decide what our, our uh, sentences are going to be. So you go through this, you write down the keyword, you keywords, you develop this keyword outline. Maybe that takes five minutes. Maybe it takes 10 minutes. And maybe you do it right then for the purpose of sort of training, or maybe you set that aside and you do it again the next day. He's going to be doing it all at once. So then you say, uh, okay, we have these words, girl, cape, red. So what's the sentence that you could build out of that? And often they will try to repeat the exact same sentence, you know, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be the same sentence. It doesn't matter if it's similar. But the, the fact is, because they only have those three words, they have to develop their own system. There was a little girl and she wore a red riding cape. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's that's enough. Or, you know, or they might add some in. You know, there was a beautiful girl who lived in a little stone cottage and she wore a red riding cape when she went outside. That's totally fine, too. Okay, so they develop their sentences. So then they have the basis of a paragraph. They go through all those sentences. They have a basis of a paragraph. And then from there, they start to add in information, which, you know, he's calling dress ups. Okay. So there's a whole series of dress ups that they could use, but they usually start with, with two or three. Those would usually be um, adding in, uh, choosing one of your verbs and changing it for a better verb. Okay, a stronger verb. So a strong verb, uh, usually a, a good quality adjective, uh, a describing word that they can use somewhere in the sentence. So they have to pick out the noun so they can describe it with their fancy adjective. You know, what color was the stone cottage? What, you know, what did it look like? Was her cape uh, was it really full? Was it big? Was it, did it tie with a ribbon? What, you know, what did it look like? And you, you know, sort of play with them in a sense, right? And then they start to add in these things. And as they go along, they're adding in more and more information as they learn more dress ups, right? And of course, one paragraph isn't going to have 52 dress ups in it, it's going to have, you know, two or three or, or seven, but as they start to add more paragraphs into their repertoire, then they're going to have the opportunity to use all the dress ups that they've learned, right? And the idea is they pra they're practicing learning them. So that's essentially the process that he uses for writing a paragraph. So I would really strongly encourage people to just watch the videos, right? He might even have some on his website or on YouTube that are sort of introductory videos. So you can kind of get a bit of a feel for it, but it's, it's just such a helpful, lovely way to learn writing. That's fun and engaging. You know, you don't have to feel threatened by it. I've often had people, I've talked about IEW a lot and I've often had people say, I was just so overwhelmed by the program and everything that it was, it covers, but just start watching the videos. You know, you don't actually have to do anything there. You may, they may say, pause the video here and practice this thing. And you might do that, but you could also just watch the videos. And then once you've watched them all the way through and you have a kind of a sense of where it's going, then you could start watching the segments, pausing, doing the, the part of the process that he's explaining. Okay. So is that helpful? Yeah. What's yeah. his name again? Andrew Pudua. 
P-U-D-E-W-A. And it's I-E-W, the Institute for Excellence in Writing. I think it's just I-E-W.com. Okay. Yeah. So super helpful. We'll put that in the show notes as well so people can explore that. And the website's really good for sort of helping determine what you should buy, what products you should buy, right? So should we call that a wrap for writing for today? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Okay. Yeah. And people are, I'm happy to take people's uh, questions or whatever. If they have some questions about IEW and my experience with it, uh, I'd be happy to answer questions. They also have a great sort of FAQ on their website as well. So, all right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you in a week or two. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye.